Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, we'll tell you about all the Nova teachers out of work and out of luck, and you'll find out why people are running around naked in British hotels. Stay tuned for episode 122, Fun Text Messages for Gropers. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. Well, it seems this guy goes into the、uh, supermarket and he, he sees this really good looking woman and, and she's waving at him. And so he goes over and he, he says hello. He, he's a little bit taken aback because, you know, he thinks he knows her, but he's not sure. He kind of, she looks familiar, but, you know. And、uh, he says to her, Do you know me? And she says, Yes, I think you're the father of one of my kids. He, he's kind of shocked by this, and his mind travels back to the only time he was unfaithful to his lovely wife. He says to the woman, My God, are you the stripper from my bachelor party that I made love to on the pool table with all my buddies watching while your partner whipped my butt with wet celery? And, and she looks at him right in his eyes and she says calmly, No, I'm your son's teacher. Uh oh, ba da bum, ba da bum. Son's teacher, she said. Get it? Father of one of my kids. Yeah, he took it the wrong way. He certainly did. Yeah. He took it with a celery stick. Oh my God, he's、mm-hmm. going to be embarrassed now.、Mm-hmm. It's going to get all over the school. That he was whipped with a wet celery stick. Especially if his son were to report it to the、yeah. media. Oh my God, it's going to be all over the National Enquirer. And he's going to lose his job. Oh, this is not a good thing. Yeah, but thanks to my crazy brother for sending me that joke.、Uh, we, we've gotten away from our joke telling, but we've returned to it for one week only to honor my crazy brother. Welcome to、yeah. Planet Japan. Episode 122. I'm Doug DeLong. And I'm Amy Moo Chavez. And we've got just so much stuff to impart to people this week wisdom, humor, and just general wackiness. Yeah, and a bit of BS in there too. Exactly. With the cowtails. Well, the big news here in Japan is the、uh, scandalous、uh, and sad, rather sad news about the gigantic Nova Corporation, the number one English conversation school chain in Japan. Mm hmm. Was.、Mm, went belly up. Yeah. Yeah. Not an attractive sight. To see、uh, an English school with its belly facing upward. No, there's belly buttons, you know.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out the president of the company、uh, was quite a crook. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stealing a lot of money and,、uh, for his own benefit, including things like secret luxury apartments that nobody knew about hidden away. Oh, yeah. Secret luxury yeah. apartments. But、uh, yeah, the, the whole scheme of the way they, they got money from students for future lessons and then went ahead and spent that money is what really got them into trouble. The government finally catching up with them and penalizing them, not allowing them to get new students to sign these contracts, really was the,、uh, the force that、uh, made them go under. Now you've got a, a bunch of. English teachers,、um, about 4,000 to be precise, around Japan, suddenly out of work because they just closed their doors one day. I know because I'm one of them. Well, you didn't <laughs> exactly work for them very long. No. I,、uh, I took their training for one week, 
I was ready to go. I, I marched in there on my very first actual teaching day uh, to, the, to the guard standing in front saying, hey, you can't go in here. The place is all locked up. Yeah, eh? dark, locked up. Note on the door that said uh, in Japanese something to the effect that, uh, sorry, but you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, the uh, latest news in this situation is that a company called G Communication has come in and said that they are going to take over a good number of the Nova schools, not all of them, but uh, they're looking to rehire a lot of the Nova teachers. Other good news for Nova teachers includes the fact that if Nova owes you money, you can go to the government, go to your local labor office, and they have a program that will uh, return 80% of the wages that are owed to you by Nova. So uh, all it takes is a little paperwork, so be sure you check that out if you're a Nova teacher and you uh, are looking to get some money. But uh, it looks like students, a lot of students who have paid well into the future will maybe never see that money that they didn't oh, uh, definitely get not. to spend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also uh, read that there's an English school in China called English First, and they have recruited over 1,000 uh, English teachers who are ex-NOVA teachers to go over there right? and teach. Really? Yeah, That's interesting. So there's an opportunity. Wow. Yeah. Okay. A lot of these teachers uh, were also thrown out of their apartments. Yeah. Because they were NOVA apartments. And they weren't paying the rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the Japanese students, out of the kindness of their hearts, have reached out to some of these homeless teachers and uh, let them stay with them or feed them or really? whatever. Yeah. I like that homeless teacher. Homeless teachers. <laughs> a new phenomenon yeah. in Japan. I imagine uh, the bulk of those teachers are probably going to head back to their home country. Oh, you know what time it is? Time for cow tails. No, it's time for Dick of the Week. Oh, okay. Everybody's favorite part of Planet Japan. Mm-hmm. This week, it's uh, we kind of personalized it a little bit because, as uh, as most people know, you are an internationally renowned columnist for the Japan Times. You write a humor column every week, and uh, the majority of people really love you, of course. But occasionally, you get a crank, a cranky guy. That's right. Who, who doesn't appreciate your your sense of humor? And, well, uh, I think the thing, the point here is that he has no sense of humor. He possibly has no sense of humor. And uh-huh. he, he wrote a letter because he just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Wrote a letter to the Japan Times to chastise you mm-hmm. for what he perceives to be grievous sins. Yeah. Now, you got to realize that what we're talking about here is cockroaches. Well, yeah, nobody likes cockroaches. You know, I mean, really. Yeah. To make such a big deal out of cockroaches <laughs> is... Um, Pretty amazing to me. Maybe, maybe he loves cockroaches. Well, maybe. And he was just yeah. offended that you would mock these cockroaches. Uh, the title of this uh, letter that he wrote to the Japan Times is called Enough with the Cockroach Humor. Enough. <laughs> is there ever enough? Knock it off. Come on. Yeah. And um, I like his intro. This was really nice. He says, uh, not following the sound advice of family and friends who warn me against becoming stressed and <laughs> aggravated. I occasionally monitor Amy Chavez's column. Well, I'm glad somebody is. Oh, yeah. So he really doesn't like my column, yet he's reading it. Well, he's he's making sure that you're not, you know, trying to pull any shit. Right. And giving, you know, not lying about cockroaches or something. Exactly. You know, they have rights, too. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says uh, in her article about cockroaches, which we will put on the blog so that you can read it yourself and, you know, make your own conclusions. That's right. It says Chavez goes on merrily insulting the Japanese. 
by opening with, quote, and this is, this is true, this is how I opened the column, Japan has taught me tolerance. I have become far too comfortable living with cockroaches. There you go. Well, tolerance is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it says she manages to be lame and insulting simultaneously. Oh. That's pretty good, though. Do both. <laughs> Two yeah, well, skills in one. Yeah, that's y- good. You know how to multitask. Yeah. Implying that Japan suffers from a particularly severe cockroach problem. Well, they do. Well, there are a lot I of cockroaches. Didn't in Japan. compare international cockroach problems. Well, somebody should do a study. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're, I was talking about the ones that I live with. That's right. And they're big and they're huge and they fly. They're my roommates. <laughs> you know? I mean, these are huge suckers that's that lounge right. on the sofa and watch TV and drink all my beer. Some people have pets. Yeah. That are cockroaches. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Then he goes on and he says, uh, she maintains that the travails of life in Japan build character. Well. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Then he says, am I the only foreigner who gets irritated with this? Uh, There's another one, I think. There's Uh, one other guy. Is there? I think there's two people. Two? I think so. I think so. All right. Make no mistake. I do criticize Japan in terms of government policy, society, etc. But I like to think that my kicks do not fall gratuitously below the belt. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you know, that's if you're gonna if you're looking for kicks, there's a lot of them right there below the belt. <laughs> As Chavez you, regularly do, delivered in the guise of humor. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, come on! It's like you know. I think he's taking the seriousness about cockroaches a bit too far. Yeah. I think he's got too much time on his hands. Yeah. If he's gonna yeah. get worked up about this cockroach thing. Well, why is it okay, like he says, that he criticizes Japan in terms of government policy, society, etc.? What? Why would you stop there? That's right. I mean, I, I don't go on about the government or the society. No, I'm just we have going more, on about the cockroaches. Yeah, which are obviously more important than the whole government thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so then the next week there was a rebuttal. Oh, okay? a rebuttal. Yeah. Somebody coming to your defense. Indeed. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Well, but he does kind of agree with them. <laughs> he says, I agree that Chavez's writing initially seemed superficial and rambling. Ah, but then. Aha. Uh-huh. But she's gotten much better. Oh, sure. (laughs) The key to appreciating Chavez's work is to understand that she is writing from the perspective of a foreigner on a tiny island and that she reaches a broad and far-reaching, often outright funny conclusions from this limited perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say professional humorists use the same tactics. Witness Dave Barry Does Japan or Dave Chappelle's Ask a Black Man, where the humor is based solidly on generally false premises. There you go. See, what happened is the guy, he didn't get the first few sentences. He didn't realize that it was a joke. Ah. He took it seriously. Well, you can't do that. You know? No. So. Well, so for his trouble, though, he'll be happy to know we are going to go ahead and name him. We're, we're not going to actually give his name out, but he is our dick of the week. Congratulations. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much for writing in. <laughs> Well, you know, people are paying attention to you. Well, right. That's good. Right. Yeah. Okay. No news is bad news. That's right. Moving right along, uh, you want to do a cowtail? Is that a yes? Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is a great cowtail. I mean, well. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. This uh, man in South Africa was pulled over for having some very interesting cargo in his Fiat. In his Fiat. Yeah, Fiat, which yeah. is a small sports car. Uh-huh. He had put two cows and two goats into his Fiat. He had two cows and two goats in his uh-huh. sports car. Yeah. 
I'm trying to envision this, and it's not coming to me. Well, he probably had a pretty big sunroof. Maybe that's it. You know, maybe it was convertible. Yeah, <laughs> um, either that or maybe I think he must have like turned them upside down and let uh, their feet like dangle out of the windows. Maybe he chopped them up into little pieces. No, 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 they were alive. Oh, they were alive. Yeah, but he was arrested for stealing. Well, sure. You he had apparently stolen these cows and goats, uh-huh. and then then went and got into the getaway car with them. <laughs> <laughs> so they all ended up going joyriding. Uh-huh. It was probably actually pretty fun in the end, you know, back to their homes. Cows don't get a chance to get out, you know, all that often. That's right. And I'm sure that all the cows have seen the Barnyard uh, movie mm-hmm. and probably thought, hey, that's pretty cool. Sure. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad they had a happy time. Yeah. But he got arrested? He did. Thrown in jail? Uh-huh. And it didn't Cruelty get to animals, which I didn't really get that part because really? I think the cows would have liked it anyway. Maybe the goats were the ones that were bitching. Maybe they didn't have their seatbelt on. Uh-huh. That's why they said it was cruel. You know, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there you go. That's this week's Very Strange Cow Tale. Have you ever had a problem with uh, walking in your sleep? No. Really? Mm-mm. I guess a lot of people do, especially over there in England, especially when they go to hotels. There's been a sevenfold increase. Seven times as many people are, are sleepwalking than before. Not just sleepwalking, sleepwalking naked. Mm. Naked sleepwalking in England. It's an epidemic. Wow. <laughs> Apparently it's a problem in the hotel industry. Well, that would be a good place to do it. Yeah. I mean, you know. People are, are, are sleepwalking naked in the hotels. And so they're having to retrain their staff on how to deal with this. Number one idea, make sure staff always has a towel with them. Ah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can cover them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose you have to wake them up before you cover them up. You think? Mm. Could be dangerous. No, they'd be less embarrassed if you were to cover them up first and uh, then maybe. wake them up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think this, this whole story sounds kind of fishy to me. Mm-hmm. I suspect maybe it was just a large sleepwalking convention that was staying at a particular hotel. Yeah. And then they, they, they said, oh, it's a seven-fold increase. Right. Yeah. A group of seven came in <laughs> and uh, exactly. yeah, yeah. did this. Yeah. I, I just can't envision hotels being overrun with naked sleepwalkers. Mm-hmm. But if it is, it sounds kind of fun. It would be, yeah, it would be an interesting place yeah. to stay. It would be mm-hmm. a cool party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hotels, there's a, another kind of uh, not very nice love going on on some of our Japanese trains in the form of Lester the Molester. Mm. Yeah, kind of a big problem on a lot of trains, uh, dirty old men groping young women. Which is how they started with the women-only uh, train cars. That's right. They've looked mm-hmm. for various solutions. Now they may have finally found the ultimate solution in the form of a new kind of cell phone. Oh, you mean yeah. they're not just going to handcuff all the guys before they get on the train? Oh, no, no. Uh-huh. No, this is a very unique uh, concept. You know, I'm looking to buy a new cell phone, and uh-huh. um, I thought that when I read about this, I thought, no, here's something that could save your ass. There you go. What it is, I mean, this is very hard to explain because it's just not very Western. Uh-huh. It's very Japanese, mm-hmm. you know, very subtle. Um, so the idea is that if you're a woman... And a guy gropes you. You can show him a message on your cell phone that tells him to stop doing what he's doing. There you go. So it flashes up on the screen a message such as, Did you just grope me? (laughs) Shall we go to the police? Uh Uh-huh. It's very polite. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Right. 
again, it's that human contact thing. You know, you really mm-hmm. don't want to do that. That's right. You wouldn't want to confront someone directly about them sticking their hand up your no. butt. You show them a message on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I hate to bother you, but did you just grope me? Yeah. Yeah. And, and if the guy says no. Then another message says, sorry, my mistake. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> I, must, I must have been groping myself. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. I don't know. I I think just a quick smack across the face would be more effective. Or you would think just saying something and embarrassing the hell out of the guy? Yeah, or kicking him in the nuts. Uh-huh. That would work, too. You know, it almost seems like it promotes more groping because, you know, in other words, women, you know, don't stand up for yourself and say something, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of keep it in the cell phone. It's a more passive you know? kind of way to do it. And then after you've shown him the screen, then you should probably ask him for his email address so that you can send him more messages mm-hmm. during the day about, so mm-hmm. how do you feel about when going to the police station? Yeah. You never answered me. That's right. When shall we meet to go do this? If you have some free this? time, we can go ahead and, and meet at the police station. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me know what's a good time for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems to me, I don't know, kind of a silly idea. Well, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe it will take off and gropers will come to their senses at last. Well, yeah, maybe they just needed some uh, you know, text messaging yeah. to get the, uh, the idea. One of the other messages that you can show to the groper is the reminder that groping is a crime. <laughs> just in case you weren't aware of that. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a crime. That's why I'm inviting you to go to the police station if, if you feel like uh, it's something you'd like to do. Now, the real proactive woman would just go onto the train in the first place, flushing this message around. <laughs> you know, groping is a crime. Yeah. You know? That's right. So that, and just making sure no one stands very close if any to of you, if, if any of you guys in here are even thinking about possibly molesting me, mm-hmm. you know, don't do it. Maybe women could just wear belts with large spikes on them so that no one could uh, stand next to them. Oh, that would work. Or put themselves in a steel cage of some kind. Well, I think not just a belt. You know, like uh, dogs wear around their uh, necks, mm-hmm. the collars with the big spikes. There you go. Just have those around, just enough to protect your butt. Uh-huh. I think that'd be okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Good luck to all of our gropees. I hope they don't have to resort to such such drastic methods as showing somebody... A message on their cell phone. Mm-hmm. That's just going over the edge, I think. It's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, I think it's time to get out of here. It's been fun while it's lasted, but, you know, like everything in life, everything has to come to an end at some point. And we've reached it. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. Yeah. So don't forget, everyone, uh, you can check out all of our um, show notes and all kinds of fun stuff over at planetjapan.org. You can listen to the show right there on the site, of course. If you want to send us a message, we are at planetjapan07 at gmail.com. And we'll close out the show tonight with a song from one of my favorite Japanese singers, Daiki, from Daiki and Little Wings. This time, though, he's singing solo on a song called Blue. And it's brought to you courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network at music.poncho.com. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. Take care. Bye-bye. Don't fight anymore, cause we don't need